Welcome to the AMC Stock Story Podcast. I'm your host, Russell Corey, and this is not financial advice, and I am not a financial advisor. This is solely for entertainment purposes, as I talk about my experiences of investing in AMC stock and becoming an AMC ape. Episode 39, AMC on the Verge. But on the verge of what? I wonder. I bet you're wondering too. Are we on the, on the verge of hitting 50? Are we on the verge of getting ladder attacked? Hit with a bunch of naked shorts, knocked all the way back down to 44? Are we on the verge of the mother of all short squeezes? Or are we on the verge of just being manipulated into frustration? The funny thing is when when you're at $33 a share, you have a certain stress at being down that low. But there's also um, a feeling like, well, (laughs) what can they do? They've knocked us down this low. What can they do, right? Well, hang in there. We're not selling. But once you get a little bit high, and here we are as I record this at... 2 a.m. Pacific time, the pre-market, it's at 48.80. Got up to about 48.92, I think. Not bad, not bad. Getting close to that $49 a share mark. But it's still pre-market. Who knows what awaits us? But know this. I'm sure you might be nervous just as I am. You want to believe that we're going to hit 50 as soon as this thing opens today. Shoot right past it. You know, settle in maybe the mid-50s. Then make that first push to 60. Battle to get past 60. And then, you know... It's on once we we get into the 60s, push on to the 70s, and who knows after that, get that new all-time high. Could that happen today? I suppose it could. I'll be happy if we can just get above 50 and hold 50, close above 50. That would be pretty nice. But we don't know what's going to happen on their end. This could be life or death for them. I'm sure at some point, Somebody had a meeting, and they had the whiteboard, and they had all their charts and everything and their spreadsheets and everybody who knows they're in their suits, whatever they do. Maybe they had some catering. Maybe they had to cut back on catering. Don't think that didn't get unnoticed. And they had this meeting, and they said, well, here it is. If this stock gets above X, we're done. We're done. We cannot let it get above X. And so they set about their plan to fight the stock. Who knows? Maybe in coordination with other hedge funds. Who knows? I don't know that. But it's life or death from them. I know when someone's facing life or death situation, you'll do pretty extraordinary things. 
pretty extraordinary things. So I don't know what they're, you know, going to do. I, I can't imagine they just throw up their arms and say, okay, me won. Me won. You got us. You smooth-brained apes. Here you go. Take the millions. They're yours now. It's going to be a fight, I imagine. It's going to be a fight. So who knows what they have up their sleeve today. But I hope we are on the verge of something special. I don't I don't know if the MOAS will happen today, but let's hope that we get one step closer. And I'll feel good about that. I want to talk about this ape army that we have, our ape nation. Because I don't I don't think it can be said enough how special this is. I've tried to be honest throughout this that there were times I invested in other stocks. And I feel like I, I'm in, admitting to an affair here. <laughs> That's how crazy this is. That normally there, people would invest in different things. There's no issue with that. People have multiple investments. But somehow, you know, when you're an ape and you go all in, how could you, if you believe in it, how could you invest in anything else? You know, it's kind of like you're buying, you know, I don't know, scratch your lottery tickets or something. And I, I suppose maybe they're all for the, the, they all cost the same or close to it. But like, hey, some of these scratcher tickets are for $1, $5. But these scratcher tickets, they're unlimited. It could be, who knows? It could be 5,000, 10,000, 100,000. You just, you just have to scratch it off and see what happens. It's like, how can you have these other investments and not have these lottery tickets? Well, a very sensible investor probably would be diversified just in case AMC, you know, does not pay out. And they've got their other investments to fall back on. That's the way I thought for a little while. And and it technically is. I said, I've always said this. I have the vast majority of my retirement is in is in my Disney 401k and not in AMC. I just had a small piece of my retirement and a Roth IRA that I could play around with and we 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 made a um individual you know investor account um just you know investment account that we started at the beginning of this in in late may but with the with that roth and with our individual investment account it's basically all amc there's a few small little stocks in there sometimes i might have you know 4 or 5 dollars left over from a buy or something that I, you know, I can't really invest in AMC or if I didn't want to, you know, do a fractional share, I tried, you know, maybe I picked up a, a share of BlackBerry or something. But it's, it's AMC. That's what we're riding. But I played around with these other stocks every once in a while, whether it was Virgin Galactic or BBIG, Naked. And I always went back to AMC because sometimes they would go down and I'd get spooked and I'd leave. 
Well, AMC went down. How come I? How come I didn't get spooked when AMC went down? Why didn't I just sell it, move on? And the reason why is the ape community. That whether it's the YouTubers, the people on Twitter, just knowing that millions of investors, individual investors, retail investors are out there just like me, holding the stock, waiting for the MOAS. But that strength we have, that's what always brought me back. It's funny, there's a old study of these little monkeys talking about apes. And they would put them in a cage, and, and there would be a little baby monkey. And the little baby monkey would have, they would put two dolls in the cage. They would have one made out of kind of like a wire mesh that's supposed to kind of look like a monkey, and that would have the milk. So the monkey could go over that and get its milk. But then there was also a furry monkey doll um, that just was there. It was just fur. It didn't have any food coming out of it. And whenever they would scare the little monkey, the monkey wouldn't go where the food was. The monkey went where the, the soft, furry ape was. And I, I think that the AMC Ape Nation, that's my soft, furry ape, you know. I gotta, that's where I go when I'm scared, knowing that, hey, man, other people are out there and we, we have each other's backs. We're all, listen... When this MOAS happens, everybody, you know, is going to have their exit plan. Everybody's going to try to get theirs. Who knows how crazy it's going to get? Who knows what trading platforms are going to go down? Who knows what crazy restrictions are going to be put in place, which all of a sudden single out the retail investor again? You know, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not trying to spread FUD or anything like that. It's just that's reality. If you don't expect that, you're not you're not doing yourself any favors. There's things are going to happen, and if they don't, then great, that takes care of itself. But you know this idea that when the MOAS happens, everything's going to be a nice, neat, orderly line, and everybody just lines up and you know they you know pile on the millions just like it's a cafeteria line. It's it's going to probably be a little crazy. It'll probably be a little crazy. But right now we're just trying to get to 50. And you know what? I'm glad I'm there trying to get there with you. It's funny. I was working yesterday. So today was technically the first day of the new fall for me. We took the kids to school. Then afterwards I came home. I had a couple hours before I the stores I like to shop at open. So, you know, did some exercising, got on the elliptical, used my dumbbells, and watched the, the ticker. Um, 10 o'clock came, and that's it. Got my first order, and was out the door, and I was working. And um, But when it came time for the closing bell, I had, to, I had to watch the stock for about the last half hour and see what it was going to do. And... Um, and watch it. Maybe was it going to get to 50? Or was it going to get to 49? But it did really great. And I was really impressed once again with how we finished. And it gave me a lot of hope. And, you know, here we are. And also, you know, pre-market. And, uh, you know, we're hanging in there. 48, 82. 
So that's good. You know, we haven't seen any early, early attacks to knock it down. And nobody's, you know, scalping the stock right now or trying to, you know, knock it down or take their profits either. Just kind of hanging in there. So we got a couple hours left, at least a few hours left, till it opens for real. So hopefully it'll hang in there. Um, and that's where we are. I, you know, I'll be honest with you, I don't have a big podcast today. No, no great stories other than, you know, the stock moving up and being on the verge and that nervousness of, hey, there's something to lose now. You know, we're up there. We're on the verge of, you know, hitting 50 again. And uh, until we hit it, I'm, I'm nervous. Then who knows, hopefully we smash right through and, and keep going. I just am I'm glad that I'm making the stand with my fellow apes. What we have is something special. And when this happens, people are going to, you know, shake their heads and go, wait, what? What happened? How much did AMC sell for? This is insane. Why didn't I know about this? A million new millionaires? Wow. There's one other thing um, I want to talk about that... I've mentioned doing the Vel fund here before, and I'm I'm proud to say that we we raised the two hundred dollars. We are fun, we are a funded project now. It's funny I was having a discussion with my wife because with Kickstarter, if you don't reach your you know your goal, you you don't get any money. It just you know it's a failed project and that's it. It just sits there. So, but once you you know hit your your funding amount, it, you know, you're a go project. Now, I kind of wish the Velf had raised more than $200 and gone viral. But you know what? $200 was more than the original goal I was going to set for it. And I'm very happy that it raised that $200 and, and then a little bit more. So that's nice. Um, and I'm very thankful to, um, to all the backers on that. And let's see, the latest backer, I'm not sure if it's, it's an ape or not. So I want to thank Kathy G. I'm not sure if Kathy is an ape or not or listens to this podcast, but just in case. So Kathy G, Victor M, Justin B, uh, Thornson, and Kenneth. Uh, thank you for backing the VELF. And uh, we'll start making them and, and shipping them out. And I hope you guys really enjoy them. I'm curious. I really hope they give me feedback on it. I'm really curious to see what people... Um, really think about it. You know, I've given a, a you know some away to people, but haven't quite gotten the feedback on it. Um, and have just like I said, this project really had been on pause since Sure Tape had shown some interest in it. And it'll be good to get it out to people and and see what they think. So that's awesome. And and I got to tell you, you know, it was kind of a surprise. Um, I went. I checked the website last night or my Kickstarter last night just to kind of see where it was at and was, was pleasantly surprised that it had met its goal. I guess I, miss, I missed the emails earlier in the day, so I didn't know. Usually when, when, you, when you get funded, they'll send you an email letting you know that, and I missed that email. So that was really cool to get there, and, it, and it's really cool. I'm looking at it right now. It's you know $217 we've raised so far. It's 108% funded. Um, had six backers, and there's eight days to go. We have until September 18th if you are interested. Yeah, deadline is September 18th. 
if you are interested in getting a Velf, the, uh, the vertical Velcro shelf. And trust me, once you start using it, you will see, you will understand why this is a cool little product. And I like to think, I call it the Velf Every Room because I think it makes every room better. And I think one day there should be a Velf in every room to keep, you know, keep the things you want elevated out of the clutter. Whether, you know, and a lot of people say, well, I don't want to put Velcro on everything. And you don't. You can use hooks, you can use bins, um, little shelves, whatever you want to, you know, organize your items. But uh, I think it's a really cool thing. Who knows? Maybe I'll get my, you know, get some money from the MOAS and I'll be able to start a real little company and start really working on it. But um, for now, you know, I have my, my small little operation. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife about things and just for, and for a while now, I've been desperately trying to find something <laughs> to, to to generate income. And, you know, I, I talk about, you know, hey, you want a small fortune? Start with a large fortune, right? There's just only so much you can do when you don't have a lot of capital. And I was just trying to come up with ideas. The writing didn't quite work out. So I was looking at Kickstarter and you either have a genuinely great idea or something that's really engineered wonderfully, or you do the pet rock. <laughs> it's sort of a novel idea that's fun and people like it. And they might, they're willing to give you a little bit of money for the diversion of your pet rock idea. But the Velf was different. Like this was like a this is like a real little product. And really it's you know, the strength of it is Velcro. I didn't invent Velcro. It's just a different way of using it, rethinking how we use Velcro and how we store things and making that more part of your home and a part of your life. And that's what the Velf does, I hope. But anyway, you know, it feels really good to be funded. It would be nice to have a one-two punch. Got my little project funded. And then today, you know, hit 50, maybe more. I'll take it. Um, but I can tell you right now, it feels it feels really good to have, have my project funded. Now, I'll say this, right? It's just 200 bucks. <laughs> you know, it's not like this thing went crazy and I raised $100,000. So I'm not delusional in that regard. But I also appreciate that, you know, here was this is like the little product that could at this point that some people when I, you know, derided it and they, they didn't like it when I did my Facebook ads and people would leave comments. So to have enough people to take a chance that they give you their money. That's no small thing when people are willing to take money out of their pocket and give it to you for a product or an idea. It's pretty special, especially when you don't know them. It's one thing if you, you know, have your friends and family. You don't, you never know whether they believe in your product or your idea or they're just doing you a favor because they like you. So to have complete strangers back this is awesome, and I appreciate that. I've always felt like any idea, you know, it has to stand on its own. You can't just go to your friends and family and 
think that well that this is going to be the start. I, it doesn't it doesn't hurt, I suppose. But if your idea is going to you know prosper and do well, you it can't just be your friends and family. You have to have a general public that has no contact with you, and they see the merit behind the product or the idea and they want it. So anyway, so that's it. Here we are on the verge. I hope it's on the verge of something big. I'm glad I'm on the verge with you. I will hold for you. Please hold for me. And let's hold for all the 1x, 2x apes as long as we can. But you take care of you. This is your investment. This is your money. And it's your decision when to sell. And thank you for anybody out there that has backed the Velf. I really do appreciate it. And we'll get making them. And uh, hopefully get those out and... You know, who knows, maybe uh, late September, early October. And we'll see. We'll see what the next episode of this podcast is. Try to do some over the weekend. Hopefully it's a good weekend. And it could be, uh, you know, well, you know, another one of those, you know, Reality Bites podcasts. Or it could be the mother of all short squeezes. But we'll find out on the next episode of the AMC Stock Story.